Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. Uh, okay, uh, apologies for that. It is now 18 minutes before 4 o'clock. We're in conversation next with Dr. Percy Matlati, Deputy Director General for Hospital Services at the Department of Health. Four people have died amid ongoing protests by members of the National Education, Health and Allied Workers Union, Nehau. Health Minister Joe Patler said this morning, uh, said this morning, uh, conducting a visit to the Charlotte McGregor Hospital here in Gauteng. The minister said government's legal team was considering what action to take in regard to the deaths, which he said could be attributed directly to the strike. Dr. Matlati now joining us on the line. Dr. Matlati, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. How are these four deaths linked to um, this ongoing strike? <coughs> Yeah, good afternoon, Altran and uh, listeners. Uh, I think like the minister alluded, these are the deaths that have happened during the period of the intensified strike. Uh, So the next thing that we've got to do, like any death in a hospital under these circumstances, is got to be investigated so that we can actually work out whether it was a natural death or it was death because the assistance to the deceased was withheld under what circumstances. So that is what would have to be looked at. I think what the minister was then saying that, look, we've experienced these four deaths and there's likely to be more, you know, uh, Mm. than those. So we've really asked the institutions to do a proper, you know, a check and audit of those so that uh, we do not unnecessarily apportion blame, but at the same time, we do not, uh, you know, uh, overlook something that could have been attributed, you know, uh, to the the strike itself. But it sounds like blame has already been apportioned to Nehao or the striking members. Well, I think uh, if we get to a determination that uh, such a life could have been saved had doctors and nurses not be prevented from, you know, doing their duty, then that would be a a legitimate, you know, attribution of blame. Mm-hmm. Because I'm trying to also get to um, when when you say, for instance, Dr. Matlati, that four people have died, um, people people die in hospitals. Um, yes. we, we know that that happens. But what is it about these instant in, in, in these four deaths that make them linked, even from a pre a preliminary investigation part, to Nehao? What is it that Nehao members did? Well, I think it would be, you know, we're too early to say exactly how members, because that presupposes that uh, you can identify the individuals. What I think the department is saying is that uh, a reasonable, you know, uh, probability, fair, you know, I would put it like that, is that uh, from the institution's point of view, a report is that because of the withholding of services to these, uh, you know, uh, unfortunate uh, individuals who lost their lives uh, because staff who would have saved their lives, you know, in most probability have been prevented Mm -hmm. by a strike which was called by Nehau. Mm -hmm. So Nehau really created the conditions for that. But uh, I'm sure the legal people would be able to argue around those issues. But from a clinical point of view, you actually just say that, uh, look, 
had this patient been exposed to this life-saving, you know, intervention, mm -hmm. but because that life-saving intervention was blocked from doing it, therefore the one who actually blocked that intervention has to take responsibility. How bad is the situation currently after some provinces have also secured court interdicts? Well, it's variable. What we've seen is that in Gauteng, mainly the interdicts have been uh, ignored. Mm. Uh, Nehau just went ahead as if there was no uh, interdict. And of course, Nehau was joined by other you know, uh, unions like at our head office, there was a uh, Nehau joined by Pop Crew and other, you know, uh, members. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, overall, there is only maybe two or three institutions where things remain quite uh, bad, especially Begimlangeni Hospital in uh, in Jablani in Soweto. The others, uh, and also Kaltenville Hospital, those two actually have been under a severe pressure today. The others that were size of huge uh, intense uh, fights yesterday, there seems to be some kind of balancing, you know, some kind of calm. Mm -hmm. uh, in other instances, you would find that, um, for instance, at uh, Telemokwarane, when you know where the the police read out the interdicts, you know the court order, uh, most of the employees obeyed, you know with that, and actually dispersed and went back to work. So it's variable. Mm -hmm. I saw some reports indicating that some uh, striking members have also gone into wards and pulling out patients. Well, that had started as far back as Tuesday. Uh, those reports uh, and basically what you know has been uh, done is to identify those uh, individuals what we saw was that uh, in some instances um, employees that work in other facilities would not go would not go to their facilities they would go and try and cause havoc in other facilities in the hope that they would not be identified some of the facilities that we have have got CCTV cameras that are able to actually show exactly and uh, that tracing, you know, where uh, process is on mm. because there's got a disciplinary action taken, you know, uh, and uh, if you go and pull out a critical patient or you prevent a critical patient from taking care, I, 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 I'm not sure legally, but uh, in my book, that would be tantamount to attempted murder. Okay, and what, 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 from from the department side, what efforts are now being made uh, to try and de-escalate the current situation, but also to get um, these striking workers back um, in wards working? Well, first, I think it's important to make a point that uh, this strike is not a health strike; it's a general public service strike. The unfortunate thing is that. Uh, how mainly has chosen to disrupt hospitals and hospitals that are serving the poorest. If you notice those are, that have been hit, it's actually hospitals that are serving mainly the townships. So that's the first thing. Mm. So as far as health is concerned, uh, all that we've done is actually to make sure that our negotiators participate at the, pub, uh, at the bargaining council, which is where the matter is. Uh, thirdly, is to uh, get interdicts, you know, uh, going on. 
which you can see uh, provinces are uh, doing that. The other one is actually just to make sure that we follow the normal public service prescripts, no work, no pay, where we identify individuals that are either actively destroying property or actively preventing others from going to work will then take the, the appropriate disciplinary action. Okay, thank you so much for your time. Uh, that's uh, Dr. Matlati, who is the Deputy Director General for Hospital Services at the Department of Health. 0614104107, that is our voice note line. You can also drop me a tweet at Aldrin Simpier, and our studio line is 0860002032. Also, what do you make of, um, of, of, of this strike? Right? I was saying, saying to the team a bit earlier on that I am... Um, I'm a bit conflicted on this one and uh, please hear me out on this and I'd love to hear your opinion on this and maybe you can you can help and assist me to to see things differently in a different perspective and probably more more solidly so as well is um, remember when the multi-year agreement was signed uh, for the multi-year wage agreement was signed and then in the last year, um, it wasn't followed through. The matter ended up at the Constitutional Court, and the Constitutional Court um, found in favor of the state, right? Um, which meant that workers lost out. This is now speaking about um, public servants. Then there's the other argument. Or then um, the negotiations, um, the new negotiations started. Um, there was a deadlock and the Minister of uh, Finance decided to unilaterally implement that 3%, even though some unions, of course, were not, were not happy with it. Um, and as we can see now, they have taken to, they've taken to the streets, right? Um, so there is the violent nature of the protest that is happening. How then do we interpret the frustration of some of these workers. Now, specifically, let's focus on people who work in in hospitals. Um, so, so we've been reporting a lot on what has been happening in hospitals and how hospitals, um, hospital staff has been struggling um, with with load shedding, for instance. And in some cases, there were stories of doctors having to use their cell phones. So the working environment already is not conducive. The working environment is already not conducive. Then there is what happened during COVID-19 at the height of COVID-19 when the entire globe was confused and we're still trying to find out what COVID-19 is um, and um, how, how lethal it is. It was doctors, nurses and frontline staff workers in hospitals and clinics and so forth who were working who literally put their lives on the line as well, and some unfortunately passed on as well. Do we recognize those moments when they were working so hard, putting their lives on the line during a time when the whole world was confused and didn't understand what we were dealing with? Remember their families as well. So some people would say that the state is, the state is bloated. But then when you speak to Minister Aaron Mutsualedi, he would tell you that one of the reasons that we have all of these long queues um, at home affairs is because there are vacancies. There are vacancies. 
So what I think is happening also with with this conversation around um, the 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 wage the wage paid by the state and how it continuously uh, it continuously increases as well is that do we know that every person appointed by the state is fit for purpose and whether they should still be in that particular position because if you are bloated then you mean that I've got more than enough workers but then a department, even for instance, the health department would come and tell you that we have got vacancies. So some workers, including doctors, including nurses, have to double up, have to do work that ordinarily would be done um, by four nurses being done by one nurse. And then there's the frustration, of course, right, that you get. You get to a hospital, you get to a clinic, and the nurses are just in Jebakwatil. And then we say to them, but batupili, batupili, batupili. But do we recognize the conditions that some of these people actually work under? And when do we say, even to the likes of Nehao, but guys, enough is enough. If people are dying, then surely this can't be the approach that's being taken by, um, by, by, um, by your union and your union members as, as, as well. And by the way, you are the biggest affiliate of Kosatu, which is a member of the alliance, of the ANC-led alliance. So why should we, as South Africans in general, suffer because you are in a, what seems to be a toxic marriage? And we are suffering because of that.